Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George coming to you solo today. Uh, Kyle and I have obviously been very busy and haven't been able to put a good episode out together, so I figured today it's the morning of Browns versus Steelers, the big rivalry. The Browns are 4-1, and one, the Steelers are 5-0. and 4-0, oh. and oh, actually, I think, because they had that bye week. Um, so, undefeated, Browns 4-1, and one, only loss coming to Baltimore. Shocking, I know. We haven't done an episode since before the season started, so, you know, obviously 4-1. and one, no one saw this coming to an extent. Uh, I guess no one wanted to say that they thought the Browns would be good. I think everyone's kind of f- afraid, and I'm no different. I was skeptical on giving any type of good prediction on, on any type of uh, praise towards the coaching staff, front office, etc., because I needed to see it. At 4-1, and one, definitely a good sign. Um Three of those victories were against pretty bad teams. The other one was against the Colts last week. That was actually a very impressive win. Good team win. Took down a potential playoff contender. So, pretty good. Uh, this week is obviously the <clears throat> excuse me the biggest test here going against the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Healthy Ben Roethlisberger. Basically, the team is fully healthy. Uh, their defense is playing well. Uh, should be a really good game, and that's going to be starting here in about an hour. This is noon, so I assume when everyone gets a chance to listen to this, the game will be over, so I'm not going to go into too much of like a prediction type thing. Um, I think it'll be a tight game. I think in Pittsburgh, uh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to go with the Steelers just because veteran coaching staff, more veteran team. Browns haven't really been in this situation before, and I'm not sure how they're going to react, so I'm just going to go with my gut and say I think the Steelers win. I think it will be a relatively good game. Um, but I'm going, I'm going with the Steelers. Not that it's, you know, we're not doing picks this week or anything like that because I told Kyle off the air, you know, doing the picks without a show. I don't know. I don't, I wasn't a fan. I don't want to just throw our picks up on a Facebook page. I think anybody could do that. You could do that on your own Facebook page. I'd rather do it on air. And if we're not doing it on air, I didn't want to do it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So I'm doing this really quick episode here. Quick recap on everything going on. I do have a new uh, we have a new uh, person to introduce. He's basically our version of Jay Glazer. We got an, an NFL insider, and we'll meet with him in a little bit. He's going to text me when he's ready to hop on air, so I'm kind of filling in some time. <clears throat> so the Lakers won the NBA bubble championship. Uh, I find it kind of funny because going into it, nobody said a word about Oh, a bubble championship doesn't count, blah, blah, blah. No one said anything. They were rooting for their, you know, their their favorite teams, whatever, rooting against LeBron because it seems to be a popular thing to do. And LeBron James went ahead and won the championship with the Los Angeles Lakers. His fourth ring, another finals MVP. Um, you know, I mean, he he said it himself after he won it. They they did his little interview and he said, you know, I want my damn respect. And I think he's more than earned it. I think that if you're He's debated as the greatest basketball player of all time with Michael Jordan. One and two. Basically, there's no way around it. Those two are one and two. Regardless, it's up to you of which way you put them. But they're one and two. And people act like him possibly being second because of people's opinions makes him some sort of bad basketball player. And that's just where, I don't know, I've kind of lost interest in the LeBron-Michael Jordan debates because people have starting, they're starting to get like really technical, like... Oh, Michael Jordan's 1-0 when playing in games after his father died. Like, just stupid stats. They're running out of reasons to shit on LeBron James, and I think that's only a good sign for LeBron. I personally think LeBron is the greatest overall basketball player I've ever seen touch a court. Ever. 
He does more than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was a terrific scorer, scorer, a terrific uh, team motivator, if you will. He wasn't necessarily the best teammate. He was kind of a dick, but he was a great motivator. He was a great scorer. He was a good defender. Um, and that's that's it. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But then when you add LeBron James, LeBron James also a great scorer, a great teammate, a good defender. I think LeBron. I think in this day's current stage of the NBA, I think guys take defense off a little bit. Obviously, you see that from watching the games, and that's to kind of preserve themselves to be healthier for the whole season. And you know, whatever you can give any excuse you want. So I'll say Jordan gets the edge on defense for sure. LeBron's a better rebounder. LeBron's a better passer. Um, overall, just floor IQ. LeBron James, I've never seen a player smarter than that. I've heard stories from opposing teams where they come out and say that mid-game, LeBron will tell a guy what their team's play is. He knows the other team's play just as well as he knows his own. <clears throat> and I just think that that kind of IQ on the floor is, is insane. And you don't hear stories like that about Jordan. Don't get me wrong. Jordan's the ultimate competitor. He is one of my favorite basketball players of all time. I'm not knocking him at all. I'm not one of those people that, hang on, I need to take a sip of my tea here. I'm not one of those people that shits on one and loves the other. I actually love them both. So for me personally, uh, LeBron James, I think, is the greatest basketball player I've ever watched touch the floor. And Michael Jordan's right there, number two. <clears throat> so no knock on Jordan, just personal preference. But again, everybody else trying to come up with these little arguments on why LeBron is better. I mean, like some of the details they go down to of like, oh, Michael Jordan's game six field goal percentage is 2% higher than Michael, than LeBron. He's the best. And it's like, what? You really had to get that technical? Like that's saying how close this, this you know, argument, debate, whatever you want to call it is. And, uh, you know, again, my two cents, I think LeBron James is the best basketball player I've ever watched touch a court. I've never seen somebody that can do as much as he can. LeBron can guard one through five. LeBron can score at will when needed. LeBron <clears throat> has drastically improved his overall game. Watching him get better from day one. Um, like I, I was reading a tweet the other day and it said something like, in the 2007 finals when the Cavs and LeBron James went against the Spurs, we of course got swept. It was ugly. But uh, they said that the Spurs didn't even guard LeBron around the perimeter. They were, like, daring him to shoot threes because he wasn't a very good three-point shooter then. That was one of his flaws. Now you fast forward, LeBron James can shoot threes with the best of them. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry about my throat. Uh, my bad. Um, but, yeah, so to show the the come-up from of LeBron James and to see how much... Like, he was already the most highly sought-after prospect coming out of the NBA or coming into the NBA as an 18-year-old. And to see him not only live up to that hype, but then ex far exceed it and only work on getting better every year just shows you the type of talent that he is. So I think NBA fans should just sit back and enjoy being able to watch two of the greatest basketball players of all time within the last 30 years. Back-to-back, um, -back, you have to go from LeBron or, or Jordan right to LeBron without skipping a beat and just watch greatness. And I think it's awesome. <clears throat> so... That's my two cents on that. I'm, I'm happy for the Lakers. I'm happy for LeBron James because, again, another ring only gives people less to argue about with the LeBron-Michael Jordan debate. And I saw another thing, too. Uh, a lot of people want to knock him for being for losing the finals a few times. He's been there more than fucking almost anybody. Like, he's been to the finals more than he's missed in his whole career, which is an, an insane stat. However, he's only won four championships, so people hold that against him. Tom Brady, they say he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He's lost three Super Bowls. <clears throat> Is that not a negative on him? 
Why is that not used against him? Michael Jordan, on the other hand, was eliminated in the first round multiple times. LeBron James, never eliminated in the first round. Which is more embarrassing, losing in the finals or losing in the first round? I'll let you at home decide, okay? So, you know, a little debate going on there, Um, Jordan, LeBron, but whatever. I, again, I give my opinion, LeBron James is the best, and I'll leave it at that. Baseball is happening. We officially have one World Series team. Since the last time we recorded, the entire baseball playoffs have happened because they have barely taken a day off in between. It's kind of cool. I love it. There's games basically every single day, a couple of a day until now, obviously, because we're at the World Series. But the uh, Tampa Bay Rays went up 3 nothing against the Houston Astros, only to blow that lead to make it a 3-3 series. Game 7 was last night. Tampa Bay Rays pulled it out. Tampa Bay... Congratulations, you're on your way to the World Series, where you will either face the Los Angeles Dodgers or the Atlanta Braves. Same thing. Atlanta went up to a 2-0 lead, then 2-1, then 3-1, and it is now 3-3. Game 7 is tonight. Winner goes to the World Series. I'm, of course, pulling for the Dodgers because going into the, the playoff and even in, like before the playoffs even started, I predicted the Dodgers would win the World Series against the Yankees. The Yankees did get eliminated by the Rays, <coughs> so I was close. Um, the Cleveland Indians, obviously you guys should know this by now. It's been a couple of weeks. The Indians were eliminated by the Yankees. First round was a three game series. Indians got swept to nothing. Uh, Shane Bieber pitched like shit in game one. Kind of, to me, it worried me. If I'm being honest, it shows that Shane Bieber's stats and and dominant year that he had was really only because he had to face the AL Central. Maybe I'm being a little hard on him for saying that, but I also just think that when he faced the Yankees, for the very first time, he got smoked. His worst game of the season was game one of the playoffs. Was that playoff nerves? Was he, you know, the butterflies in the stomach? Or was it because he was facing superior talent and Shane Bieber's just not as good as his numbers led us to believe? I don't know. Uh, only next year will tell, assuming that we have a regular season where he will end up having to face, you know, more than just the Royals, the White Sox, the Twins, and the fucking Tigers. Um, don't get me wrong. I know he played other teams other than the central this year, but not many. So I don't know. I was kind of nervous when I saw that. I, I think Shane Bieber is going to be a lock to get the Cy Young this year because of the regular season that he had. But I mean, I'll be honest, I'm scared for the future. If we're putting all of our eggs in Shane Bieber to be this, you know, dominant ace and his first time in the playoffs, first time against the Yankees, he went out and I mean, he did a horrible Clayton Kershaw impression. That's all I can say. So the playoffs were exciting for baseball. <clears throat> a lot of drama. You can't beat playoff baseball. I think it's just amazing. You you literally are on the edge of your seat for every pitch. Every swing of the bat is so important. Um, I love playoff baseball. I really do. I'm looking very much forward to watching Game 7 tonight. I have personal reasons to hate the Atlanta Braves because of 1995, so they can go fuck themselves. I am 100% pulling for the Dodgers tonight. Um, the other thing, too, is if they make the World Series... I'm again pulling for the Dodgers because the Tampa Bay Rays have a very low budget. They are a small market team. I don't want Indians fans to use them as an example of, well, that's why the Indians aren't going to keep Lindor. That's why the Indians don't sign big free agents because small market teams can do it, blah, blah, blah. It's so few and far between that small market teams do anything. Like the Royals won the World Series like five years ago, but they faced the Mets, a huge market team. But they won, so kudos to them. Um, 
<clears throat> and then you know the Rays again this year. They're going. They're they're in the World Series and they're a small market, low budget team. It. I don't know. I just don't think that. I think it's apples to oranges. I don't think it's the same comparison for the Indians, um, and the way they build their team. But I don't know. Who cares? Lindor's gone. The Indians are going to blow it up. I'm expecting us to be pretty bad for the next few years. I'm just kind of depressed about that. When I think about it out loud and say it, I've talked about it before, but it is depressing to see. 2016, we were so close to a World Series, and then now you fast forward to 2020, and there's a good chance that window is slammed shut, and we, our shot at a World Series won't be for a while, um, possibly. You know, Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they do. I don't know. I, I'm not expecting anything. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. But again, tonight, uh, hopefully you guys get a chance to listen to this before it all happens, but I am going with the Dodgers. Hopefully it's the Dodgers-Rays World Series. I'd be very happy with that. Uh, the Astros almost made it again. They came back from a three nothing deficit to tie it up and go to a game seven. And the, I don't know. I, I'm, I was pretty fucking bent out of shape about that. A MLB extended the playoff structure, the seating. So the Astros were able to get in, uh, as a below 500 team, which was like the first time in baseball history, if I'm not mistaken. Um, after getting caught cheating last year, obviously the Astros can go fuck themselves and, I don't think they should. I think they should have had a playoff ban. I don't care if they went undefeated in the bubble. I don't care if they went 60 and 0. If if I were Major League Baseball, you're on a fucking playoff ban for 5 years or 3 years, whatever. Give them something. Instead, they were no lie one win away from going to the World Series. After getting caught cheating, getting a slap on the wrist, the players weren't punished at all. Only a couple managers and and some front office people were let go or punished if you will. Um so to think that, you know, a year ago, the Astros were caught cheating. They were the black sheep of baseball. Everyone wanted them to get the fucking death penalty. And they were a game away from going to the World Series again. Just goes to show you how fucked up, like, that punishment was from baseball. And again, they had no business being in the playoffs. In a regular year, they would have never made the playoffs. Um, if they even just stuck with regular seating, they would have never made the playoffs. So um, shame on Major League Baseball. They, they, they extended rules that actually helped the, the Astros in a year where they should have been punished. Major League Baseball almost handed them stuff. So fuck Major League Baseball. I said it on Twitter, uh, the other day I said, if the Astros make the World Series, I don't care who they play against. Everyone should boycott it and don't watch it. Give them horrible ratings and let it be known that we're not watching it because the cheating Astros are in there. And, you know, let baseball know that, you know, we're not fucking around, even though it wouldn't really matter. But still, just a nice thought. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so we've got some good games on the docket today. Uh, again, I told you we had a, a new guy that was going to come work for us and do some insider information. We happen to have him. Um, his name is Lewis, and he was gracious enough to join our show to be a correspondent. Again, I went into this a little bit earlier, but Kyle's been busy, so have I. That's why I'm doing this episode really quick before the 1 o'clock games kick off. <clears throat> Kyle's still very much a part of the show. It's just, I figured with it, Brown Steelers today, the big rivalry weekend, I needed to do something and talk about it a little bit. So I broke it down a little bit in the very beginning. Again, I think the Steelers are going to come away with this one. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully when you guys listen to this on your commutes to work tomorrow, you're celebrating a Brown's victory Monday. I, I, I want nothing more, but I'm going with my gut. So let's go around the NFL, shall we? And I'll do some quick picks, just very, very quickly. <clears throat> Broncos, Patriots, give me the Patriots. 
Browns, Steelers, I already took the Steelers. Bengals, Colts, give me the Colts. Lions, Jags, I will take the Lions. Texans, Titans, give me the Titans. Washington, football team against the New York football Giants, give me give me Washington. I don't know why I got a weird feeling Alex Smith is going to come out and have a little bit of a redemption game. That's the only game I'll give a little breakdown about. Um, Ravens, Eagles, give me the Ravens. Falcons, Vikings, I will take the Vikings. Bears, Panthers, give me the Panthers at home. Jets, Dolphins, I'll also take the Dolphins. Packers, Bucks, give me the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is, like I said before, playing like an MVP candidate. And him against Brady, it's the game of the week on CBS. Uh, Or maybe it's on Fox. I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's on Fox. Either way, very excited to watch that one. Two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time going head-to-head. Tom Brady and his new new threads in Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers, I think he has like... 12 touchdowns, no interceptions, so he's playing fucking lights out. He's the best quarterback in football currently. A lot of people will argue that Russell Wilson is your current MVP because of the numbers and stats he's put up, but again, Aaron Rodgers hasn't even thrown an interception. He's undefeated also. I think people acting like Russell Wilson is just running away with the MVP candidate is a little outlandish, and I think Russ, uh, I think Aaron Rodgers will have something to say about that today. Rams 49ers. Give me the Rams on the road. They've been playing well lately. Chiefs at Bills Monday at 5 o'clock due to COVID pushback. Give me the Chiefs on the road who just also signed Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was released by the Jets this week. Excuse me. And signed immediately with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm pretty excited for that, that matchup. I don't think he'll play this week. If he does, it'll be maybe a snap or two. I don't expect anything out of him for a couple of weeks. He's got to learn the playbook and get, you know, acquainted with the team but again I'll take the Chiefs and then Monday Night Football the official Monday Night Football game we have the Cardinals at Dallas Cowboys Dak Prescott if you guys didn't know he broke his ankle last week he's out for the year Um, I think our guy Lou will have something about that in their contract talks he's got a little source he he texted me earlier and he gave me a little bit of a rundown so I will go with the Cardinals in that game I just think that the Cowboys defense is terrible and the Cardinals' defense is a little bit better. Andy Dalton making his first start for Dallas. I don't know. I'm going with the Cardinals. That's my gut instinct. And without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and let me figure out how to transfer this and get Lou on the phone here. Uh, hey, Lou, are you there? Hello there, Justin. This is Lewis Skunt. Oh, Lou. Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, do you want Lou or Lewis? Oh, I prefer Lou. Lou Skunt. All right, Lou. Uh, take it away. Give us your insider information of the week. I know you have a few things you wanted to get off your chest, and then we will wrap this episode up. All right there, everybody. Let's go. Uh, Baker Mayfield is expected to play in Pittsburgh with his hurt ribs, and he is also expected to turn the ball over three times. Ooh, Jesus, Lou, that's mean. We don't like to shit on people, but he has turned it over quite a bit. What else do you have for us? Even being on their bye week, the Seattle Seahawks defense is expected to give up 400 plus yards. They're that bad. And further news, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys are talking contract, and the Cowboys state that Dak doesn't have a leg to stand on right now when it comes to negotiations, so we'll see what happens. All right, Lou, thank you so much for talking. Thank you so much for giving us that vital information. If you guys didn't catch that, he said that. Uh, I'm hoping it all went through. Again, I've never hooked up this uh, technology before like that to take a live call. First time, hope it came through. He said Baker Mayfield is expected to start and play today in Pittsburgh, even though he has banged up ribs, and he's also expected to turn the ball over. The Seattle Seahawks are on a bye, and they are expected to give up 400-plus yards on defense, even on their bye. And he said that Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys are negotiating for a contract. Dak's asking for a little too much money, and Dallas says he doesn't have a leg to stand on. So we will see what happens with all of that. Hopefully, 
<clears throat> the Browns come away with a win. Hopefully next time I talk to you, I have a little egg on my face for being wrong, but I'm going with my gut. So with that being said, go Browns. We'll talk to you again soon with Kyle. Uh, hopefully Lou is gracious enough to come back. That was his first time. We are not paying him, so I don't know if he's going to be okay with that, but we'll see. Um, so that's it. We've got a lot of sports on the docket today. Hope you guys enjoy Football Sunday. Go Browns.